Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. Reading once again from John Piper's A Godward Life. And this is uh, book two. It's a two-volume set. And uh, I want to read just a little bit from the back cover here. I haven't read it from this one in a while. And uh, I really, really like it. I uh, so appreciate Pastor John Piper. Great um, uh, author, conference speaker, theologian. A great Bible teacher, really, really good. Um, and on the back of the book, it says, The Sustenance of God in All of Life. So this is a Godward life, okay? What shall we feed our spirits? Like the manna provided daily by God to the Israelites on their journey through the wilderness, food for the soul comes in bite-sized daily portions of scriptural truth. And that's exactly what you find in this book. Skillfully presented by Pastor John Piper, book two in his series of contemporary meditations on biblical reality will satisfy your spiritual hunger pangs, whetting your appetite for more of God himself. Read on and fortify your soul for the pilgrimage Piper characterizes as a Godward life. I love that, that he uh, intends not just to feed us, but to make us hungry for more of God. That's uh, that's what I tell people too when they often will ask me, what are we looking for or what should we look for when we shop for a church or we move to a new city or whatever? And I would say the same thing there too. Go to a church that feeds you. That's important. It is important. And a place where you can serve, that's important too. But ask yourself the question, does this church make me hungry for more of God? And uh, as I read, this uh, selection today is called What is Communion with God? Wisdom from John Owen. And remember, it's John Piper reading. And he's talking about one of his favorite Puritan writers, John Owen from the 17th century. Uh, He begins with quoting this verse from Hebrews 10.22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Hmm. Uh, Piper begins, the old Puritans called this drawing near, and then in quotes, communion with God. So drawing near means communing with God. We need to learn from them. Then here comes Piper quoting Packer. So John Piper quoting J.I. Packer, two of my favorites who you hear from all the time if you follow this podcast. Um, Packer says that the Puritans differ from evangelicals today because for them, and then there's a quote here from Packer, uh, his book, A Quest for Godliness, and it's a, a paragraph long. So let me read that. And remember, this is Packer talking, okay? Communion with God was a great thing to the Puritans. To evangelicals today, it is a comparatively small thing. The Puritans were concerned about communion with God in a way we are not. The measure of our unconcern is the little that we say about it. When Christians meet, they talk to each other about their Christian work, their Christian interests, their Christian acquaintances, the state of their churches, the problems of theology, but rarely of their daily experience of God. Hmm. So remember, that's John Piper quoting J.I. Packer in J.I. Packer's book, A Quest for Godliness, if you care to, uh, uh, if you want to pursue that further and, and understand a little bit more about what Packer was talking about. 
back to John Piper now. According to Packer, the greatest of the Puritans was John Owen, again, uh, 17th century, uh, 1616 to 1683 are his years, John Owen. Owen's experience of communion with God is a great example for us. God saw to it that Owen and the suffering Puritans of his day lived on God in a way that makes most of our experience look shallow. Mm. Writing a letter during an illness in 1674, Owen said to a friend, Christ is our best friend and ere long will be our only friend. I pray God with all my heart that I may be weary of everything else but converse and communion with him. Mm. Wow. So Piper says, God uses illness and all the other pressures of Owen's life uh, to drive him into communion with God and not away from it. And uh, indeed he did. When you read uh, short biographies of Owen, you get a hold of that. Uh, you, You figure that out pretty quickly. And it makes you think a little bit too about our own day and time and our own view of suffering and uh, makes me want to ask myself the question, you know, is this, is, is whatever it is that I might be suffering through, is it driving me to God or am I just getting angry? Am I just getting anxious about what might be next uh, or just angry about what just happened or whatever? Or am I allowing this to drive me to God like John Owen, like the rest of the pilgrims, like John Piper is suggesting that we do? But Owen, according to Piper here, was also very intentional about his communion with God. He said, friendship is most maintained and kept up by visits. And these, the more free and less occasioned by urgent business. In other words, free, you you come freely to commune with the Lord. You're not coming just because of some shocking thing that's happened or something that's driven you to your knees, but you actually just want to be with him and commune with him. I love this. And so you draw near. Mm. I hope that describes uh, our, yours, my relationship with the Lord. I, I want that to be more and more the case myself. In other words, Piper says, in the midst of all his academic and political and ecclesiastical labors, he made many visits to God. And when he made these visits, Owen did not go only with petitions for things or even for deliverance from his many hardships. He went to see his glorious friend and to contemplate his greatness. That's so important too. You know, you study the Lord's Prayer. and it, I just am blown away that it, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he taught them to begin with God, our Father who art in heaven. And you could just you could just take that one line and go, you know, for a long, long time pondering how awesome, amazing, and just in a really short word, big God is. And that's who we're going to pray to when we pray. And that's who John Piper, John Owen, J.I. Packer, they're all communicating. That's who we should commune with, our Father who art in heaven. This is really amazing. So friendship is most maintained and kept up by visits. 
and these the more free and less occasioned by urgent business. In other words, in the midst of his academic, uh, political and ecclesiastical or church work labors, Owen made many visits to God, John Piper tells us. When he made these visits, he did not go only with petitions for things or even for deliverance from his many hardships. He went to see his glorious friend and to contemplate his greatness. The last book he wrote, he was finishing it as he died, is called Meditations on the Glory of Christ. That says a great deal about the focus and outcome of Owen's life. In it, Owen said, and here's Piper quoting Owen, the revelation of Christ deserves the severest of our thoughts, the best of our meditations, and our utmost diligence in them. What better preparation can there be for our future enjoyment of the glory of Christ than in a constant previous contemplation of that glory in the revelation that is made in the gospel? Yeah, it's so true. Getting to know Jesus now through the revealed word of God uh, is a wonderful thing to do. And really, what great preparation, <laughs> what better preparation can there be, uh, Owen said, for our future enjoyment of his glory than to get into it now. The contemplation Owen has in mind, says Piper, is made up of at least two things. On the one hand, there is what he called his severest thoughts and best meditations, or in another place, assiduous meditations. Uh, assiduous means uh, unremitting. Uh, it, it's just constant, okay? And on the other hand, relentless prayer. The two are illustrated in his work on Hebrews. Piper talking again about Owen. One of his greatest achievements was his seven-volume commentary on Hebrews. Wow! When he finished it near the end of his life, Owen said, Now my work is done. It is time for me to die. <laughs> that's, just, that's just remarkable. This is back in the 17th century, obviously. He, uh, how did he accomplish this great work and remain close to God? Piper says, We get a glimpse from the preface. And now he's going to quote from the preface. I must now say that after all my searching and reading, Prayer and assiduous meditation have been my only resort and by far the most useful means of light and assistance. By these have my thoughts been freed from many an entanglement. And I don't know about you, but my mind gets entangled all the time. I'm the short attention span guy. And I think we're being shaped and formed by a lot of our modern technology to have short attention spans. I think that been tons of studies done uh, that might um, confirm that. So really important for us to take time to like with a book like this, to just sit and be still and not to read to see if there's something in there I should tweet, but to read for reading's sake. Oh no, even more. To read God's word or some devotional like this, actually to go beyond to what the writing itself is, to God himself, to be become a, a communer, someone that communes with God. And I guess where Owen, Piper, and Packer, all three, would have us end up. Thus, Owen drew near to God by prayer and assiduous meditation and found light 
and freedom. And this is the last couple sentences from John Piper, um, A God Word, Life Volume 2. This was a zeal for communion with God that accords with knowledge. This is the kind of zeal that we want. This is the sweet personal knowledge that keeps our zeal in bounds and makes it burn the more brightly. With this knowledge and zeal, let us draw near day by day and hour by hour. That's great. A Godward Life, John Piper, volume two. Highly recommend it to you. I'm gonna read some John Owen here myself in uh, in the next few weeks. Maybe take a couple of those books uh, with me on vacation if I get one. So, all right, let's pray. Lord, thank you. <clears throat> for John Piper, uh, this sage-like pastor and theologian, our older brother to most of us, um, grateful for uh, this book, A Godward Life, grateful for the thought, the notion that our lives could be set on a trajectory that leads us toward you. And in so many different ways, um, Lord, I pray that you will help us to maintain that trajectory, to um, set our sails, uh, to borrow from another book I read from often, to set our sails in your direction, to um, to draw near, as the Puritans would say, to commune with you. I pray that for my friends as well. Give us a greater hunger, uh, not just for devotionals, not just for religious experiences, not just for um, uh, religious practices or ritual, but a greater hunger for you um, because our souls were made for you. You made us for yourself and we'll be restless until we find our rest in you. So I pray that for each and every one of us, whoever's listening, watching today, uh, may you plant within us a hunger for yourself. We pray in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.